Monster Game Night is a dark comedy actual play podcast that contains personal and political horror. This show is not appropriate for children and adults can find content warnings in our episode descriptions. Welcome to our Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle, Bluegrass by Night, where our storyteller pits a sweet, innocent vampires against a group of crazed cultists who control the fictional city of Jamestown. I'm Ben, and I play Tommaso, the burninated Putinesca. I'm Russell, and I play Gordon, our resident spy. I'm Josh, and I play Clear Visions, the recently revived Toreador. I'm Nick, and I play Jason, the detective Banhu Akeem. I'm Mike, and I am your salacious storyteller. Why doesn't our coterie tell us what happened last time on Monster Game Night? So the funny thing about being busy is it doesn't exactly give you time to heal burn scars, so Tommaso took the night off. Clear Visions got revived from Torpor. I had a bunch of protesters on my set, and I got a message from my sire, Euphemia. Yeah, what's this about you being part of a cult there, CV? I wouldn't worry too much about that. Audible glare. What? Jason took a closer look at that footage and noticed that it was a kindred that was assaulting the set. Oh, and Sniffs the Exhaust is coming tomorrow. So, Tommy. Yeah? How you doing? I don't know. You tell me. You've Physically, mentally, socially, spiritually. So- socially terrible as usual. Where did Tommy actually end up spending the night? That's actually a good question. Um, Didn't we... What? Spent the night at the storyteller's mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> we, d- we did get back to the set last time, right? Last, the last time I was here. The rest of the coterie went to Clear Vision, not Clear Visions, they went to Jason's Haven. I think I went with them. That was my impression from last time. To set the scene, Tommy, you wake up in Jason's Haven. Jason's Haven was provided to him by the Nosferatu network known as Alani. He wakes up to the sound of a beeping code being entered into a keypad. A heavy steel door swings open and a hooded and hunched figure enters. Tommy catches a glimpse of the face. He sees the incredibly vascular and veiny face that he knows as Pascal. Oh, it's about time you showed up. I, I, I didn't know you were here. Yeah, yeah, the, there was kind of a change of plans. I, I need to take a break. As you can tell, I'm not exactly 100% right now. Well, don't mind me. I'm just taking pictures and getting rid of the body. Yeah, yeah, have fun. Okay. And Pascal walks over and you see him raise a very large camera and start taking a lot of pictures of the body. You know that you know, you know there's such a thing as digital cameras now, right? Yeah, I just like analog things. Oh, fair enough. Takes a lot of pictures. And then you see him very carefully fold the body into a body bag and begin dragging it out the door. All right. You have a good night now. Thanks. He didn't know I was being sarcastic. <laughs> so I got that Tommy spends some time now healing up. Has he got any phone calls to make? Um, yeah, I think I'm probably going to try to reach out to Suzanne right now. Ooh, okay. You dial up Suzanne. You've got a number by this point. Yep. Rings for a moment. The voice on the other line answers. Tommy. Hey, so uh, there's been a couple changes of plans. Um, I know we didn't stop by last night. Apologies for that. And uh, we're probably not going to make it tonight either. I don't know what they're up to right now. I've basically been uh, in isolation this whole time trying to get myself right after what your security did to me, remember? Now, Tommy, I'm not going to apologize for my security. Not asking for apologies. I'm just making a reminder. Because next time, if you just sent a note, you'd have been fine. I don't write, remember? I'm sorry, I forgot that. Uh, but it's about Rosetta. What about it? And Olivia. Yep. Last night, she got really excited, said something's unleashed, something's been turned loose. I... 
I knocked her out because I don't take that kind of shit from spirits. But I thought you may want to know. Hey, good for you for keeping your respect, even with the undead. I'm proud of you. No, I appreciate that. I'll, um, I'm sure it's the knuckleheads I'm with getting up to something. I'll figure out what's going on. Thanks. What are you trying to tell me? I'm sleeping. <laughs> no, that was you when you guys busted in that vault. Yeah. I was like, no, specifically it was Jason when he... Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Did anything weird happen when you were breaking in or out? Um, you know I'm not good with this kind of stuff, but yeah, yeah, something weird happened. Something really powerful maybe getting loose? I mean, something flew over me. I was kind of distracted at the time. What did it... Did you see it? What did it look like? I didn't see it. <laughs> it looked like Jason flexing. <laughs> you wish. Uh, where... That's not very helpful. I, um, you know I'm not helpful with this kind of stuff. I just tried to warn you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go put up some extra wards, and I hope to see you eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to it. I got I to gotta go track these guys down. All right, catch you later. Good luck. The line goes dead. Tommy, what are you doing? All right, I'm going to try to figure out where these guys are at. I think that's going to be very challenging for you, unless somebody has notified you, but you said you were staying in. So I'm going to let you stew on that. Okay. Is this the same night as last session? It is. We have not day slept yet. So you are... Sucks. Yeah, I don't know if I would have told you where we were. Yeah, I doubt it. Yeah, because so. we never went back. We had no chance to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're just letting him have his rest. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if, that, if that's the way it works out, that's the way it works out. I may end up doing something on the side. We'll see. You guys go ahead for a little bit. I'll think about it. Well, can we leave a note with someone on the set? So if Tommaso comes by? That's actually probably not a bad idea. Yeah, I could tell one of my personal assistants. Hey, this is Hannah. Um, I'd be happy to take a note. Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Love the business cards. Uh, if you see my friend Tommy, you know, the, the Italian-looking gentleman. He's, you know, the very muscly one. Can you tell him... Where are we at? <laughs> <laughs> the gathering wood. Oh, yes. Uh, can you please tell Tommy that we're uh, gathering wood? <laughs> and he should bring it. Bring lots of wood to the gathering wood. I'll tell him. Thanks. Love you. Bye. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Tommy's got a couple of logs he can bring. A couple? <laughs> he, you know he's actually gonna show up with lumber, right? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. That's what you told me to do. Cutting back to Gordon, Jason, and Clear Visions. You have driven to the outskirts of Jamestown along winding asphalt black roads, and you have arrived in the gravel parking lot of the Gathering Wood. The Gathering Wood is a pole barn turned into entertainment venue. Every night there's a band playing and tonight is no different. The building itself is about 300 feet long and about a third of that wide, supported by 15-foot-tall telephone pole-sized posts that support a corrugated aluminum roof. The space is fairly crowded. At the far end of it from where you're parked right now, you can see that there's a small makeshift stage has been assembled and a clearing in front of it has been gathered where people have gotten together dancing, listening to the band. In front of that, you see an assorted variety of tables, and assorted variety is really calling them, feeding them a compliment, because these are more like someone just drove around on a Saturday afternoon and picked up all the tables and chairs somebody was getting rid of. There's a few people seated at those, and behind all of that, there's a bar set up on basically wooden crates that looks like it's got a couple of different varieties of beer and not much else. So this is largely open? Largely open, yes. Outside, and 
the most important figure behind in between the dance floor slash music enjoyment venue and all the tables, there is a triangular fire. It is built in the shape of a triangle, an arrow pointed directly towards the band. How would you describe the people in this area? Like, do they look like they may be like bikers or like... Yeah, what kind of music they like too? You said there's a band? As is tradition for here, we have an indie country band playing. The individuals here, there's probably some of them are really walking the walk. They are really actually should be here. Some of them are college students from the local university, just getting out, having a good time at somewhere cheap. Some of them are probably outlaw bikers. Okay, but the majority of people are law-abiding. Yeah, but you'd have decent odds at finding someone who's not. Okay. Okay, now Gordon, I know that I have a disguise on, so I look real casual. I need you to tone it down for this, okay? I fit in anywhere, Claire. You know that. Okay, how do you feel about the alternative music? It's my favorite. <laughs> so you said that, uh, that there's a couple of like real country bumpkins here, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Is there one on like on the periphery? You bring your overalls or what are we doing? <laughs> are we... Yeah, there are absolutely. You see... Uh... Is, there, is there anyone by themselves? Yeah, absolutely. You can spot seven or eight figures who have gone off by themselves, kind of just sit, smoke, enjoy the music. Okay, I'm going to go approach... Um... The prettiest one of the bunch. The, pr- the, the prettiest male of the bunch. <laughs> First of all, let me specify this. The prettiest male of the bunch. The prettiest male. Are you, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no, no, I'm being completely being serious. serious. <laughs> I'm being completely serious okay. here. This one of the bunch is a man who looks to be in his late 30s, head shaved, completely bald, long, very thick beard that reaches down to his belt, wearing a dirty and stained denim jacket over top of a wife beater. Only missing one tooth. I don't like that one. Give me someone else. Give me someone else. What, what someone else is wearing. Let's ring the slot machine again. Okay, bring on the fashion montage. <laughs> <laughs> the slow zoom on each of these people. Have a girl. Specifically, I want to find someone wearing some flannel and blue jeans. And cowboy boots, if if I can. Roughly 95% of people here are wearing flannel and blue jeans. Perfect. Anyone with cowboy boots. And a cowboy hat. Yeah, you see a middle-aged man. He's rocking a mullet, but he's lost all the hair on top of his head. He's the second prettiest guy standing on the outskirts. He is wearing a red flannel shirt, well-fitted jeans, high in the waist, and brown cowboy boots that are clearly stained with muck and mud. This guy probably has a pretty fun life. I love it. I'm going to go approach him. I'm going to say, hey, um, do you own a truck? Yeah, I own a truck. You see it right out there? Yeah. Name's Zach. It's nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you. Uh, my name is... You uh, want to see my truck? You like trucks? Uh, no. I um, don't care about your name. I just care about my truck. You want to see my truck? No. Well, that's why I want to tell you. The bar. The bartender told me to come find you because it looks like... I have a nice truck. Yeah, it looks like someone hit it. Someone hit my truck. Yes, it looks like that. Someone... Oh my... Did you see it? I did not. I just heard it and the bartender asked me to come and find you and tell you that someone hit it and to take you out there to go and see the damage. No, I I gotta go. I gotta go. I, uh... You see him turn around and begin to step towards the parking lot. Perfect. I slip in behind him and follow him out to his truck where I then knock him out. You have no problem doing this. And take his clothes, undress myself, leave him completely naked in his underwear and put on his clothes and head back in. All right. How well do they fit? Yes, how well do they Roll fit? a D10 for me. <laughs> it's Indiana Jones' shit. That's an eight. Pretty well. Holy shit. What you don't know about Gordon is he can make his body bigger or smaller as needed. 
<laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so Gordon returns. It's all that water weight. <laughs> Would it be blood weight? Gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's what bloodletting's for. <laughs> all right. I, I don't have my sword, so I'm just going to take up a sniper post. You guys give me a sign if you need cover fire. Okay. That's good to me. I'll, I'll try to be subtle as I strut in with my <laughs> Hawaiian shirt and ball cap. <laughs> Is Teresa with you? Yes. <laughs> Where is Teresa? I have to know. Oh, she's, I think, probably just circling the air. Oh, okay. So she's waiting. not physically with yeah. you. She's not like in my Banjo-Kazooie backpack. Okay. Damn. I was really hoping that you would have a Banjo-Kazooie backpack. I'm working on it. <laughs> That's what he has assistance for. That's what I have Hannah bedazzling currently. <laughs> She would love to do that for you. You have no idea how happy she would be to do that. Oh, yeah. So Jason just goes and climbs a tree with his rifle. Yeah, you can just go climb a tree. Uh-huh. So, Gordon, uh, what do you say we go to the bar and see if we can find this Ardell Hammond? Sure. Yeah, we'll approach the bar. Give me a... What are your dice pulls for wits plus awareness? And you do not have to roll it if you just want to take half, or you can both roll it. Uh, I got five or eight if I enhance my senses. What do you wish to do? I have five. Yeah, I have five or six. Yeah, if... I'll I'll do eight and I'll enhance my vision. All right. Uh, I, I have six if you count this as a scene queen uh, scene, since there are unlawful people here. I don't know if that would apply to the person you're thinking of. I think that if you are not going to roll for it, this is what I will give you. Seated at the very center of the crowd, that has gathered and is in the ramshackle and assorted yard sale collection of tables, you see a very familiar face. He was on video recently. Thin beard, thin hair. He is also wearing flannel, a nice green and yellow affair, sitting by himself at a purple table that the paint is badly chipped on, a brown beer bottle in front of him, and you see that inside of it is what looks like a white flag. It looks like a dowel rod with a piece of white printer paper stapled to it. First of all, I love this. Do you want to approach him or do you want me to? So first off, I browse the blood to activate Blush of Life so I don't look like a pale, disgusting nasty because this place is already horrible. <laughs> I do not get hungrier. And I'll go so we notice him. But Clear Visions goes to the bar and orders a vodka cranberry. Yeah, I don't think we have uh, that here. Uh, you got grenadine. What's that? <laughs> you got anything red? Uh, My doctor told me I'm allergic to yellow dye 42. Uh, I can... Uh, Honestly, just give me whatever need. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, bourbon is kind of red, right? Like, if you look at it in the right light. Oh, yeah. I can put some... Uh, I don't have red food color either. You got either. cherry. Uh, yeah, actually, I do. I used to make... Yeah, let's just do one of those. Yeah, so... And I'll, I'll just give him a 20. <laughs> wow. Thank you, sir. As is tradition in Jamestown, well, you may not be able to get anything really good here. They do have some fantastic bourbon available to you. And the bartender prepares your drink, cherry into it, hands it over to him in a glass that's almost clean. Wow, thanks. Please spend that all in one place. And then I'll, I'll go back to Gordon. And that's what just $20 got you. I hate this place. Um, My drink is 50% spit. Let's just get out of here quick. <laughs> okay. Do you want to approach him or you want me to? Oh, let's go together. I, I think one of us should hang back. Oh, then I should go talk to them. Okay, yeah. you go talk to them. I'm going to kind of you know, hang back, I... find a quiet corner, and just hide. Okay. Are you, like, hiding in plain sight, or are you actually crouching behind a barrier and attempting to be hidden? I'm going to attempt to, like, find a corner that I can hide around, but, like, basically cutting my line of sight from him. Okay. Give me a roll of dexterity plus stealth. I had this already for you. 
That's so that many dice. Also, if you drop dice, I'm stealing this from Satine Phoenix. If you drop dice on the floor, you have to roll them with disadvantage. Oh, what? what? Yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> First it counts all, for me, too. That's bullshit, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for Russell, because he drops dice <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's not my fault I have so many damn dice. It's seven successes. Seven successes. Actually, yes, it is. The pain for having 12 dice in my pool every roll. Oh. <laughs> Woe is me. Woe is me. You could have chosen jack of all trades. <laughs> but specialist is just so... So yeah, it's your fault. Yeah. Bloody chef's kiss. <laughs> Cutting back to Tommaso. So I'm at the set now, and I'm talking to Hannah. Where the fuck is the gathering wood? You need to give me more information the, than that. Um, I, I've only been there like once, and um, it was my first weekend here, so I'm not really sure, but I know it's out. Yeah, you got drunk, didn't you? Um, but look, 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 I can find it on my phone, uh, Mr. Tommy. Uh, look, 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 it's, um, you go south on Pike Street, and then you'll follow that winding road for a long ways, and you'll get to the gathering wood. Okay, great, perfect. Did they say anything else? Uh, they were really curious about this video. Um, I took a video. Of, are you on Twitter? No. Okay. Okay. Um, you really should be. She. That's not happening. Um, they were really so so. Clear Visions watched this video, and he he sent it out to all his followers, and then somebody else watched it. One of his friends, and I. Uh, he saw something in it that I don't understand but why don't you just watch it all right here she plays it for Tommaso. Tommaso sees a set seemingly being torn apart tearing itself apart the first thing that happens is a light falls and hits someone in the head and then more lights fall and then a bunch of chairs get knocked over give me a roll of intelligence investigation okay or just how many dice do you have in that i've got four okay how hard is tommy gonna try to do this um not too hard i'm just basically trying to get caught up with what they're doing i I have a basic idea of what's going on just by the way you described it. Yeah. So I think that with that information, Tommy is aware that it is kindred related, but how or what he wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think I think I just look at it and I'm like, OK, that makes sense. Sort of. Maybe I'll have a chance to explain it to you sometime, but right now I don't have time. OK, can somebody drive me out there or do I need to find a ride? Uh, Well, most of us have gone home for the night. I was supposed to finish up with these business cards that I've been etching and I'm really hungry and sleepy. And all right. All I right. Have all class right. in the morning. All right. Go, go, go. I'll take care of it myself. And I'm going to start ordering or calling up a ride. Yeah. Tommy's got the resources to have a ride ready yeah. to go. I, I, actually, I might I might call Skeeter. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe get some backup with me. Are you really going to do that? Well, a couple, guys. Just bring a couple with me. So uh, both Skeeter and Francis King arrive in a lifted, very nice pickup truck. The door is flung open. We're going to the Gathering Wood? Yep, yep. I think something might be going down. I'm going to need you guys to probably hang back in this truck unless I need you. So just you, you, you did bring some of your firepower, right? Yeah, but the... I just, I love that place and I hate having to hang back, but all right, I will hang back for you, mister. Hey, trust me, okay? If something goes down, it's going to be for your own good that you're hanging back, okay? All right. All right, let's get going. All right. They begin driving towards the gathering wood. Tommy will arrive at a dramatically appropriate moment. That's what I like to hear. Jason, how much did you roll on your wits plus awareness? I got five successes. Five successes. So while Ardell Hammond is seated by himself, flag in front of him, you notice that he's looking around a bit too much. 
he does appear to have some backup in this crowd. You spot three figures, two men and a woman that look like he's making eye contact with them and they've spaced themselves almost in a perfect triangle to watch him. Can I send a text? You tell me. Well, not to Gordon, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I text uh, Visions. You got four spiders in the web. My ringtone goes off, and it is Clear Vision's voice saying, You've got mail! <laughs> God. I was just about to ask what his ringtone was. <laughs> <laughs> I check it. Uh, I send back a winky face, a birthday cake, and a beer. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for the help. <laughs> <laughs> so what I also do is put my phone on voice to text and then put it in my like jacket pocket. Yeah. I figure it's got like a, a chest pocket on these Hawaiian shirts or whatever, right? You see Ardell is seated by himself looking around. He doesn't see you by this point. Okay. I, I walk straight up to him. You get pretty close. You would have the first word with him if you wanted. Mr. Hammond, how are you doing? His head snaps to the side. You see his heavy eyebrows, thin beard, face stares straight at you. Cassius. Oh, I'm not really going by that anymore. You can just call me Clear Visions. Cassius, why don't you have a seat? Okay, Deli. And I'll sit down. Deli, thanks. He gestures at his bottle and his flag, and he says, this is serious. I mean this. This isn't a trap. This is a white flag moment, and how, why do you think that I could trust you in that? This is on, apparently, your home turf. I'm here by myself, all alone. Me too. So, we're very relieved that you've chosen to return to the fold, perhaps, even if you're acting out a little bit. But you've gone a little bit too far. That thing that you let out, do you know what you let out? Do you know what was in that vault? Okay, I'm going to be straight with you, Deli. I really thought that it was just going to be like a bunch of money and maybe like an artifact or two. And, I, you know, I don't like to admit this, but it, it took me by surprise. So I actually don't know what you're talking about. I was taking a little nap. What you let out, it's going to kill all of us. It's going to kill me. It's going to kill you. Really? Now you're talking about something I care about. So this is my peace offering. Give us back the book. Let us borrow your blood sorcerer so we can put this thing back in the bottle and we can fight our war peacefully like civilized beings. Okay, that's that's a possibility. But did you, you know, I heard a different tale and I, I get close to him. I put my drink on the table. I heard that I wasn't the one who was going to die. It was actually you. And I'm going to use fatal precognition on him. Ooh. So that is resolve aspects and I become paralyzed as the vision plays out and it is a horrible image of his dead body. And depending on how many successes I have, be able to figure out how much information it's going to give me about how he's going to die. And give me one sec. Anyone attempting to subvert the fate observed this way finds all their difficulties increased by one, as long as I succeed on this. That's intense. So that's only one success. So as I actually, no, I'm going to reroll. I'm spending the willpower on this. I need it because that was not good. Okay, much better. That's three successes. It's difficulty three. So I don't go permanently blind. I want to make sure that you really succeed on this. I'm going to add four dice oh, to wow. your roll. That is eight successes with How Gordon's are you doing that now? assistance. For people listening at home and also playing along. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, what was that again? Um, I'm going to uh, give you assistance with this by... Eh. 
finding the little the light switch and as it looks like you're reaching over to him i'm going to take the light switch and do like this so it looks like it's like some kind of supernatural like phenomenon going on while you're as doing my it. eyes roll back into my head and turn completely pitch black genius holy shit i also get a potential stain um <laughs> <laughs> no big. but yeah that's eight successes on how much information i'm going to learn about how he is fated to die what Clear Vision sees is Ardell crouching in what looks like a cinder block bunker. Euphemia beside him, several dozen other kindred dressed in the robes that the cult favors, all of them carrying heavy weapons. He sees a fog of black mist flowing underneath the door and then materializing into the figure of an ethereal-looking, pale woman with long black hair, bright red lips, and black wings. She looks like an angel of death. There's billowing fog following her. You see her just laying about willy-nilly, ignoring all the gunfire and everything that any of this cult is throwing at her. You see vampires using disciplines against her. You see them activating celerity and becoming blurs. You see them running up and attempting to engage her in hand-to-hand -hand combat, and she tosses them aside like they're toddlers. And then you see her reach Ardell, lift him up by his shirt, draw both of her wings back and plunge them through his chest and peel him open wide, splitting him in half. Okay, Ardell. You know, I'm not really one to, to feign the truth, and I've been blessed with a gift. I have watched Euphemia betraying you. You were laying on the ground, surrounded by cult members, and she had a wicked dagger, gold inlaid specifically, driving it deep into your back. You have to trust me on this. We were, I think we were friends once, right? we were friends once, then you know this thing that I'm, that I'm scared of? This thing that's going to kill us all? I can deal with whatever treachery Euphemia has planned? Mm -hmm. This thing, it's going to... That's what I'm saying. I, th I really think it's in our best efforts to work together and maybe keep her out of the loop a little bit longer, just for your sake. Give me a roll of manipulation plus persuasion in this, because this is not the direction that Ardell was looking for this conversation to go. Cutting back to Tommaso. Okay, remind me of something really quick. Francis is the one that I like broke his jaw, right? He was, yeah. Francis is really kind of Skater's second in command. It's a little bit of a shame. Francis, you can see, is sporting a nice surgery scar along the side of his jaw. Yeah, so j just keep in mind, Francis, the family makes good on what we do. So even though I had to teach you a lesson there, it's something you can carry with you for the rest of your life, along with the scar. I mean, hell, look at me. Right? Yeah, I'm listening to that. Uh, I, Mr. Bianchi, I'm just here to do what you're going to tell me to do, and you'll get no word from me on trying to talk back to you. Good. Maybe you'll make a good soldati someday. We'll see. You arrive to the gravel parking lot of the Gathering Wood. The scene is, as I described, a pole barn with a fire burning at the center of it, a band playing, crowds gathered, tables scattered about, a bar at one end. What does Tommy wish to do? Oh, great. Looks like whatever's going on is happening in plain sight, huh? All right, you two stay here. 
I will send you a text message if I need you, okay? We'll stay here. All right. Turn the lights off. Act like you parked. All right. I'm going to approach and I'm basically going to start scanning around and see who I can find, which I imagine, obviously, there's only going to be one I can find. That's correct. You see clear visions seated at a table with a figure you do not recognize. Uh, so I'm going to try to slink up. Can I roll something to see if I can detect that he has people watching him? Yes. I think that's just a general wits plus awareness roll. Since I'm at one hunger, I'm going to go ahead and rouse. And I get hungrier. <laughs> Goddamn mechanic. What a one. <laughs> Those aren't even his dice. His dice rolls just suck. Yeah, they do. One success. One success. Number one. <laughs> two. I forgot to roll one. Number two. <laughs> It is number two. Tommaso sees that Ardell Hammond has a white flag in front of him and judges that Clear Visions has this situation well in hand. All right, so I am going to start approaching. Yeah, I'm going to intercept stealthily and kind of pull Tommy into a alcove or like somewhere that's like out of sight. So by this point, Gordon has found... One of the areas that they've housed their electrical boxes, it's hidden away with basically bourbon barrels. So it smells fairly pungent if you're not a kindred, but some people would enjoy that very much. And it gives him enough space to both hide away and also enjoy the scene unfolding before him. Yeah, he's going to pull Tommy aside. Be like, I think we should let CV handle this. Jeez. Oh. Okay, I'll give you credit, Spy Man. You're really good at that. I didn't even see you coming. Well, I'm really good at what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell's going on? So this man or kindred or whatever you want to call him, he left us a note hidden in the video to come and meet him here. That's pretty much all we know at the moment. Oh, okay. I just saw something invisible trash on the set. I figured you guys were coming to investigate and figure out who it was. Yeah, it was him. Uh, the kids up there and not up to where Jason is stationed with his gun. He's providing lookout for us. Okay, good. I bought Skeeta and Francis with me. They're waiting in the car in case we need them. Cool. Uh, point of record, you said that you, Jason has military experience, right? Yes. So he would be familiar with, like, the trick to send coded mes messages with a mirror and, like, Morse code. Sure, yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, he probably saw me walking in, too. I wasn't being... I was being obvious. I'm going to send a... Take a mirror out of my pocket. I'm going to flashlight up at Jason and say, Tommaso here, OBS, do you see anything? <laughs> Winky face Morse code. <laughs> Winky face Morse code. <laughs> the fuck are you doing? I'm sending a message to Jason. You see a glint of light that just says 1L2R. Okay. I'm going to tell Tommaso here. Looks like there's one Larry and two Rogers. Okay. Okay, there are two people on the right, one person on the left, along with our main guy in the middle. Oh, okay. All right. Got be, be looking out for them. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted Tommy to be like, my name's Tommaso. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm only going to play him so dumb, okay? He has two intelligence. <laughs> we return to Clear Visions, who has taken a seat at this chipped paint purple wooden table on mismatched chairs across from Ardell Hammond. Ardell is staring intently at Clear Visions after Clear Visions has just spun quite a tale. So with applying my bane, because this place is nasty, and also rousing the blood, I got three successes. 
Ardell looks at Clear Visions and he says, Cassius, I know Euphemia would never betray me. She's my sire. She just wants you to come back into the fold. I think Clear Visions just has his mouth agape, unable to determine what he's going to say. That's a first. Yes. Yeah, you could see like tiny bits of sweat on his brow or tiny red beads. Um... And he says, well, the cult wouldn't be doing their job if it was that easy, was it? I really do think we should work together, though. And, you know, if I'd be willing to to meet with her again, if this goes well. That won't be necessary. I'm speaking on her behalf right now. And he gestures again towards the flag in front of him. All I'm asking for, we want our book back. Okay, you want the book? What book? Is it a first edition? You could say that. Very special book to us. We think it has a secret of how to contain this beast that got out. One more thing before you get going too far. What is this creature? If I'm going to help, I want to at least know what's going on. Ardell ponders for a moment. You can see him puzzling over exactly how much to tell you. He looks at clear visions when he makes his decision. He says, at some point, a young initiate got in over her head and turned herself into a Derek Dua. What? That that means nothing to me. A mindless, vengeful vampire, able to draw upon incredible power of oblivion. Huh. We believe that the figure that was trapped in that vault, he placed himself there to fend her off. He put himself with a ward that prevented her from escaping plunged a stake through his chest to protect us all. Huh, well, I guess he didn't do that good of a job if we got in. But, no, that's... Thank you. I, I actually have information for you as well while we're doing an exchange. I know that there's a pack of vicious werewolves who are coming into town, and I can tell you exactly where they'll cross. I would be very very interested in that information. Oh yeah, pull up your map on your phone. I got a pin. Yeah, and I marked the spot where we crossed. Thank you, Cassius. Of course. Okay, so how can I contact you once we have this book? He shares his phone number with you. Oh, great. Also, here's one of my new business cards. It's one of the heavy metal ones. <laughs> <laughs> you gave all this up just for metal business cards. You gave up everything that the order has to offer you, all the power we would have given you, and this is what you have to show for it. I live my life long enough following orders and just being boring like you people. Why not do a little bit more? At this way, at least I'm having fun, right? Roasted. I think the scene ends with Clear Vision giving a handshake to Ardell Hammond. Ardell takes it. It is a firm and straightforward, truthful handshake for probably one of the first times in his undead life. I'll see you around. Of course. Also watch for that ghost or spirit, whatever. We are, and you should be too. You know that she's looking for the vessel's bloodline, which includes everyone, you, any one of Euphemia's ilk. Okay, creepy ass. Hey guys, we're Monster Game Night. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. I'm Mike, your storyteller, and I am joined at the table by... Josh playing Clear Visions. Nick playing Jason. I'm Russell playing Gordon. And Ben playing Tommaso. Tune in next week. We release an episode every Monday. Also, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher. We'd also love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Monster Game Night. Also, while you're there, please give us a rating, write a review, and tell your friends and family about the show if you enjoyed it, because word of mouth is the best way for a small independent show like ours to grow. Hope that you can join our next Monster Monster Game Game Night. Night.